0: Hello everyone, welcome to episode 48 of Get Out of Wrap. Today I am joined by the contact centre manager at Hitachi Capital, Rula Samara. And Rula um, is the current gold winner of the contact centre manager of the year large team and has been doing some fantastic work in her local community. Um, I'm really excited to be talking to Rula, she's absolutely what I would say is, a, is just a, a brilliant um, advocate and advert for everything that's great about contact centres so Rula thank you very much for joining me today.
1: Thank you so much for having me Martin thank you really appreciate it.
0: And we were just talking um, before air about our kind of how we got into um, contact centres and our love of them so where did it all start for you?
1: So, I think it's similar to everybody's story um, that that ends up in contact centers. so um I was eighteen and I didn 't go to university um, so I wanted to just have a job and um, initially, I wanted to become a, a social worker, so that was my aspiration at the time. Um, and then I thought, okay, well, I need to pay for the cost. So let me get a, um, a contact center role. And I started with H- HSBC on the phones. So I remember um, I was working as a customer service advisor um, when I was 18. Um, and it all started off from there. And that was it. That's my life. I am I'm absolutely obsessed with contact centers. I absolutely love it. Um, in fact, just to tell you a funny story, um, when i was working in HSBC, i loved it that much that i worked all through my maternity until a week before my due date and my waters broke whilst i was talking to a customer no <laughs> way. in the middle of the center really <laughs> i loved it that much i gave birth at, uh, in the call center so <laughs> and i think that was love at first sight that was it didn't get anything for free <laughs> so um but I did stay with them for 12 years <laughs> so um definitely definitely that sealed uh, <laughs> the, the lifestyle and approval um my son was born at HSBC so
0: <laughs> now then did you leave yourself in rap though when you left <laughs> oh
1: god I, I I don't for if anybody from HSBC listens to this I'm sorry for the reminder but I was actually taking a a card payment from a customer and everything was absolutely (laughs) fine and we're socializing. And then all all that happened was like, I just (laughs) looked at my chair and said, oh no, (laughs) I just took my headset off, threw my headset. The customer was still there. I remember the the department manager at the time just went to everybody and said, everybody clear. And I had to get on all fours. (laughs) I was just, and that poor customer was still on the phone so no way they, yeah, so he heard the whole thing
0: no <laughs> so one is no one is ever gonna beat that story ever
1: honestly I did think I would get something for free you know because if you, yeah if you do it in mother care apparently you used to get free things got nothing for free
0: What you going a headset <laughs> nothing
1: nothing nothing so if that customer is listening I am so sorry I hope you did your card payment (laughs) (laughs) I hope everything was okay (laughs) but that was the beginning of my journey
0: (laughs) now that is that is commitment isn't it
1: it is is genuine commitment
0: (laughs) and did you um so at that point after that um did you kind of go, I know we were talking before, weren't we, similar journeys around, did you go then team leader?
1: Yeah, so um, I, I just worked my way um, up within HSBC. So um, so I started off as a customer service advisor, then I became a senior and then my manager at the time took a sabbatical. So um, I was then made the team leader leader. Um, I then progressed onto to manager and then um, when I got to the manager grade I thought there's no it's really really difficult when you work for such a big organization in order for you to go to the step up um so one thing that I absolutely love is problem solving and that's just genuinely I just love it I love the firefighting I love the problem solving um and thinking of new ideas and things like that so um at that point I thought right well what what's my next step and my next step was okay well if I want to lead a contact center I really really need to get into project management so right. I decided to take a step into project management for three years and um, and it wasn't a project manager role it was uh, re-engineering processes and it was all to do with Six Sigma so they gave me the they put me through my qualifications and um, so I took that sidestep to go and learn about all the tools that i need in order for me to kind of look at processes in a completely different view and um, so i did that for three years and then i've gone back into the contact center with all the experiences that i've got um, and yeah and then i ended up in hitachi um problem solving um everything and i absolutely every day. love it every day i love it i love it <laughs>
0: <laughs> Isn't that great though? I um I worked at a call center and outsourcer where they we had some really progressive leaders and they did the same sort of thing. They actively encouraged people um uh, and both ways actually, so not just operations to uh functions like project uh, project management and WFM, but the other way around. Um and I'll never forget, so I, I used to drive our workforce management team insane because I would always be taking people off the phones, doing as, as the moment took me or I felt like the team needed it, I'd be taking them off the phones and then our phone would be ringing going, what the hell is going on? Where is everyone? And they'd be like, Oh, Martin's doing something, you know, something stupid. Um, And interestingly, one of the, one of the leads down there, he, came and did a like a sabbatical but managing a team and it completely made it made him so much better afterwards because he finally got to see you know even from being a team lead you're managing people and people don't fit into some of the principles of workforce management just easily you have to have conversations you have to talk to them you have to understand what's going on in their life and and things like that and just seeing that side of it it was, I think it's such a good, idea. and again, in contact centres, you can do that in the same building, can't you?
1: Yeah, and, and Martin, do you know what, that's such an amazing point, because that's so true, every contact centre will struggle, I'm um, not will struggle, struggle is probably the wrong word, but um, you do have a healthy relationship with workforce management. That that's standard. Even when we were on the phones, when you were on the yeah. phones, you know, like like you were saying before, the title is get out of rap. And for the people that have been on the phones, that that's an amazing title because it's true. <laughs> yeah. And you used to get workforce in real time saying, You've taken too long in rap. <laughs> you know? yeah. And and that's such a, you know, that I can't express the importance about doing the, you know seeing it from the other side whether that is also the QA function you know when people mm, are assessing yeah. calls and um, it's really really easy for people in in QA to be able to pause the call listen to it pause it reflect on it think about it come back to it but actually when somebody when a customer is on that f- phone call yeah. that advisor has to retain all of the information and so it's a really really important point what you've just said but it, that makes and doing the sidestep even just for six months to see the other side, um, is so valuable and it just makes you better and stronger. Actually. It's a really, really good point. I love
0: that. So let's take, let's go to, um, now, at, um, Hitachi capital and you, um, what's the, what's the thing you love about uh, being there and, and your team and everything that you do?
1: Um, I love it all. I love love so. <laughs> so, I, um, you've spoken to my leader, um, Catherine Lindsay. Yeah, she's great. Hita. She is absolutely incredible. So obviously, she she I'm her biggest fan. Um, but the people in Hitachi are absolutely amazing. They are absolutely incredible. Um, What I love about Hitachi is that everybody everybody wants to work together. We all just want to work together. And that's to make the lives of our customers better, but also the lives of our people together. So there's no idea that's a silly idea. Um, We all communicate really well with each other as well. And also we all communicate, in, in terms of communication, we share our vision with each other. And we kind of promote each other. And I think that's so important. And that's yeah. so, and, and that's why it makes it a success. And that's why it makes Hitachi a success because we're pushing people to come up with ideas, whether you're an advisor or a senior or a manager. We have multiple sessions and multiple opportunities for people to just share ideas and we act on those ideas. Um, and that I think that's why I love it so much, because you you don't feel that you're just a robot processing and taking car payments and doing things or giving birth um, <laughs> in, <laughs> in the sense <laughs> and you actually feel like your voice is heard and obviously with a leader as amazing as Catherine, like you've met her, um, you can tell why we, we have those values that run across all the leadership team. Yeah, it she's great. That. And I
0: know you mentioned something before, so you like to... you like a lot of people uh, it's difficult to talk about yourself isn't it um so yeah katherine katherine is great but let's let's talk about um, you mentioned something there as well success and um i think it's just great you are um the contact center manager of the year large team how does that feel
1: absolutely incredible i don't believe it <laughs> i think they've done a typo <laughs> i'm not sure <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, Martin, it was absolutely incredible. It really was. Uh, It still feels, it doesn't feel real. It feels like I'm having an out of body experience (laughs) every time. Um, Do you know what feels so special about it? Um, And for everybody that's quite similar, I go to work and so do you, Martin, and we go to work because A, we love the job, and we go to work, we, we do need some recognition. But, and that's just human nature. Actually, you go to work to do an amazing job. Everybody goes to work to do an amazing job. Nobody says, oh, today I'm going to go to work and I'm going to do a bad job. And I'm going to be 10% productive. Nobody does that. Well, maybe, well, in my eyes, nobody nobody does that. But, um, but actually... To, to win that or to even be nominated for it, it has blown my mind. And until this day, honestly, I still can't get over it because I've gone in and I do give 60 million percent every single day. Um, I absolutely love juggling loads of things and then finishing them off. I get satisfaction. <laughs> yeah. I I feel like it, it's quite, um, uh, it, yeah, I just absolutely enjoy having lots of stuff problem solving it all and hearing my people's feedback that they're absolutely loving work and you know and also the customer feedback as well and so for me that's just going and doing my job but actually to see it all written down and for Catherine and the team to actually spend the time to write all that nomination and then share it with me i was crying for about six weeks <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know like wow <laughs> thank you <laughs> so i think i think it feels absolutely incredible because it's a type of recognition that you know just just to be nominated is outstanding
0: and um, so from so- from that nomination right so from the from getting that moment and um when you've gone through a box of uh, tissues and what, 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 was the, what happened uh, for those people that are listening that are maybe, um, maybe they want to nominate someone or they're going, they, they think it would be great to, to go through that. What was the process then from your perspective from how, or how were you told about the nomination? What, how did that happen? So it was, um,
1: it was, my senior leader and my colleagues um, that have written the nomination. So they actually wrote the nomination. So I didn't get to see it at all. Um, and then they submitted it and then they shared it with me. <laughs> and so and I think I think that was really, really because if, if somebody said to me, and just my personality, oh, um, we're going to nominate you, the first thing that, that my natural reaction is, no, 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 no please I'll nominate don't. you. <laughs> no. <laughs> Like, no, 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 don't so I think I think they know me and they know me pretty well. But that's my, my natural instinct. Um, so I think I think for anybody that's listening, if you want to nominate somebody, it would be amazing for you to gather the feedback and gather lots of feedback in from your colleagues and do it as a surprise because that surprise element means it shows how much thought has gone into it, and also it rec- that person just feels a million dollars because they feel that they realize that actually all their hard work has been noticed um, so and, and I think that kind of surprise element is so special so definitely for the people that want to nominate I, I, I do it as a surprise element it's really really powerful and um, and definitely motivates the person to keep going and doing a lot I more <laughs> yeah so you
0: definitely. so you were they surprised you um th- then what happened
1: So, um, they submitted the nomination and then we, uh, um, I got a notification. And so once they shared it with me, I got a notification that, um, to attend an interview. Um, as you can imagine, I was so nervous and I quickly turned from, why did you nominate me? (laughs) Rather from being a happy experience to a really nervous one. (laughs) No, um, So, yeah, no, I got I got an invitation to go through an interview. um, And before the interview, they do release um, the CCMA, who are fantastic. They do actually release a list of topics that they're going to cover with you and a list of questions. So you can prepare um, for the interview. And uh, my only advice is definitely prepare, um, but don't over prepare, because actually what what makes you stand out is yourself who you are your you know you if you over prepare for something you will get flustered and it may come across as robotic and but the ccma judges they want to see the real you they want to yeah. see who you are and the reasons why you were nominated um so i did i did um prepare um for it um a, a little bit uh just a highlight <laughs> highlight um, we were in the middle of the pandemic, so it yeah. was June when I had my interview. And as you can imagine, my, my job, um, my role um, expanded quite a lot. <laughs> um, trying to implement payment holidays that we've never had before as a business. Um, you know, leading and motivating a team, remote working, everything. So mm. I did, I did prepare, but um actually when I went through and I had the session with the judges, Martin. Same as yourself, I saw the judge, and the first thing I said was, Hi, I'm Rula, I'm really nervous. <laughs> she, like, that's the first thing that's come out. Um, and my judge was Rachel. Oh, Martin, she is out of this world. She was so good. Um, she just straight away, the, the thing I think people need to know is. People like Rachel, so the lead judges—they've been through this experience before, so they're yeah. not somebody who sat behind a screen that hasn't experienced this. They're previous winners, so if you think about the people that have won, they won for a reason, and they—you know—they're people, people. If you know what I mean, like, so they can—they do empathize, they do listen, um, and their their role in all of this, especially Rachel, is to make you feel as comfortable as possible. So that right. you can be the best version of yourself. Exactly. Um, and and Rachel straight away did that. Straight away, she's just built rapport with me. We were talking, same as you and I were talking before about homeschooling, um, and <laughs> and you know how we're doing during the pandemic, haircuts. Um, I don't have know, that, that problem. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um,
0: lockdown one though that was a, that was the best one so far
1: <laughs> did, was it did your hair grow first? No. no? <laughs> everybody was <jealous. laughs> um yeah so so it, it actually she she just felt she she made me feel so much at ease martin mm. um and helped bring out the best version of myself and i think that that i can't thank her enough for that um but once, once she, once we do that kind of rapport building and actually just, just calm down a little bit, and um, we start talking about the questions. But really, the questions that they were asking, it was more around what you know, what you've already done. Mm. So mm. it's it's easy to be able to explain what you've done when you're a lot more comfortable with a person and. Um, you're just spending that one hour talking about yourself. So throughout the whole year, there's a lot of, the, you, you do a lot of stuff and Martin, you know, you, you do a lot of stuff. So it's, it's, it's quite easy for us to forget everything that we've done because we're just doing it as autopilot. But that one hour of that interview, you do talk about yourself, about your achievements, about your accomplishments. And actually when you leave that, you think you know what I? I am really proud of myself. I yeah. do a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like wow, did I really? You know how did I do that? And so you you, you get this sense of
0: you know a-
1: absolute pride um, about all of the work that you've achieved, and it, it keeps you motivated, and it's absolutely incredible.
0: So absolutely. I know from the um, the CCMa talking to them that they um, they said, you know, all the winners are brilliant and worthy winners and everyone that goes through the processes, but they particularly um I, I talked to Lee quite often and she mentioned you and said, I'm gonna put you in touch with Rula because um she's such she's done so much. She's she's such a great um winner. And it and it is always difficult to it is always difficult to hear Absolutely. that kind of stuff. Thank you, yeah. Um, <laughs> I just wanted in a a kind of um, sharing best practice type way, what are the fundamentals for you then in terms of maybe there's people out there that are team leaders going to be, who want to be contact center managers, or maybe there's contact center managers out there. What for you are the fundamental things that are really important for them to get right and think about to be good contact center managers?
1: So, For me personally, it's about being inspirational. It really, really is about inspiration and actually communication. Um, Sharing your vision with your people. And that's what I mean by being inspirational is you it's really, really difficult to take people on a journey with you. If you're just telling them what to do, you need to create your vision and actually create your vision with your people. And take them on the journey with you. Um, we we do have you know processes. We've got procedures every company does, and that's that that's what we have to we have to follow. But also courageous integrity. If there's something in there that actually that that you feel well, it, it's not right for the customers or for the people that we do this. Change that view, but do it in the in the right way. Communicate it, articulate it in the right way that actually. You bring people on board, whether that's senior stakeholders or whether that's the people working for you. It's about learning those techniques of how you can influence and inspire people to get on that bus with you and, and to go on that journey. I think for me, communication and being inspirational are the two key aspects to become you know, a great leader and to, and to take that next step as well.
0: And it's quite hard, isn't it, for um, people maybe at the start of their career to to think that they have a voice to be able yeah. to, to do that, but they, they really do, don't they?
1: A hundred percent, a hundred percent. You know, it's about how you do it. It's really, really is. Um, uh, you know, you, you, you've been in um, meetings, I've been in meetings where somebody does have a really, really good point, but actually the way that they're putting it across is the wrong way. So you do re- lose your followers, within that so for those people that you know are newly team leaders and team managers and even my department managers I always teach them that I always coach them around how do you share your vision or how do you share your opinion but using the right language and using the right influencing techniques and and to to, to bring the people on board Um, everybody has a voice every single person has a voice what What do you think are the key for you personally
0: and for your um, i'm not used to getting people ask me questions. It's, it's a really good one uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's you if you work for so you work for an inspiring leader who's given yeah. you who gives you freedom to to be yourself and lean into the great parts of your personality I could imagine wanting to work for you and follow you and Um, just by just after meeting you like this so um, I think you've I think taking management and taking managers and recognizing you know I was first a team leader when I was early 20s and we had 15 people and you're 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 leading them in a contact center and let's be honest the role is tough we know that from starting on the phones it's kind of um, that once the novelty wears off you know and you're doing even if you've got different lines of business and different types of calls it's a tough job and to to lead you know I would like to say I was a conscientious agent who wanted to progress and I was still difficult to manage at times there was still my motivations dipped at times yeah and I think for team leaders to manage 15 people and everything that's going on in their lives is such a challenge Mm -hmm. um that actually it is It is about, um, I would always say to my teams, whether as a team leader or then as a contact centre manager, to make them feel important that they're part of something. So it isn't about coming in, doing 150 contacts. It is, what's the bigger picture? What does that mean? Yeah. What are you contributing towards? Like you say, what, what's the vision? Mm-hmm. So sometimes that might be, I wanted us to be the best department there ever was. You know, it, if we're going to be in competition with other departments in the in yeah. the organisation, I want us to be the best, and you can be part of that. So people buy into it. Also, mm-hmm. I guess the other thing would be making work fun. It, it sounds like a horrible cliche, but if you don't, if you feel like your work is um, Leads to some sort of game or some kind of competition, or um, you're thinking about the camaraderie you have with your colleagues. It just makes time go quick, and you enjoy it. You know, we had, we did so many great incentives and allowed people to be creative. I can, I remember, it's as a we did some sort of big brother incentive, and there were agents saying they were coming to work early because they were so excited about being in the (laughs) being in the incentive and you just think this is great because if you did it the other way around and you went oh we have a real problem with punctuality let's talk to everyone let's tell people they've got to be here on time and you and you start that way around rather than going well let's just make the environment a really nice place to be Mm -hmm. so that people want to come here that we allow for the fact that people want to catch up and have a chat and make it comfortable and support them, and also have some fun. Surprise, surprise! People were r- running into the contact centre, yeah. <laughs> you know. So, um, it's yeah, true. I, I, it's, it's like true. you say, it's problem solving, firefight, and I think that kind of day-to-day stuff and the fact you're doing it around people is exactly why we we love it, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it, it genuinely is, and I think. What what other you know besides medical? But I I always think this: what other industry can you work in where you know I, I've got a large team, so I can influence uh, the life of a large team, plus reaching out to a one point five million customers. Do you know Do you yeah. know what I mean? So my yeah. actions, yeah. and especially in the industry you're in as well, you know, like you can reach out and change the lives for the better for so many people through your positive leadership. What other industry, you know, can you find that's like that? And when you look at it, when somebody says, why why do you want to work in a call centre? I think, you know, because you can touch the hearts and the souls of so many people and you can actually take pride in seeing people coming in starting off as a contact as a customer service advisor but actually working their way up and now they're and you can look at them and think wow i you know look look how much you've achieved yeah what other industries can we i don't know any other industries right at the top of my head that you can get that sense of pride and, and happiness to kind of infiltrate to so many people exactly
0: yeah so then let's go back to um you've done the you've done the nomination uh, were you happy with how you um, showed up at the for the judging session I, call,
1: I called I called Catherine straight away and I was like I can't remember what I said but anyway <laughs> I was like I just talked and talked and talked <laughs> and she was just laughing and um, yeah I mean it, it I still can't remember what I said <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know there was... <laughs> then... yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my body was there but I can't remember <laughs> anything um but yeah obviously you know to to Rachel I I I showed the best version of myself and I was just you know show. I must have done well um and um, so yeah, so we, d- we did that and then I wait, we waited about three months um, until they could complete all of their um, interviews with everybody. And then in September, Martin, it was so funny. Can I please just share with you the actual- Yeah, please do, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So um, Hitachi, we set up like an MS Teams, everybody can join and everybody um, can have a drink and we'll wait. So the award ceremony started at seven o'clock, and my uh, category was actually the last one. So literally the last <laughs> one, and we're talking seven fifty-nine. Okay, so <laughs> all the way at the end. So my husband and I were sat down. My son's thirteen, so as you can imagine, playing PlayStation. Yeah. And I forced him to come and sit and <laughs> sit for a <the> full hour. <laughs> Anyway, we got. He's like, is this a
0: punishment? What have I done wrong? (laughs) I
1: know. know. And every two minutes, he's like, is is that it? Is that it, Mum? No. Okay. Mom, is that it?
0: I was
1: like. Um, The whole actual award ceremony for them to move it to virtual was absolutely outstanding. And Martin, honestly, do you know what was so good? I had family from Jordan, in Dubai, in America. Um, here in the UK my mum who's isolating um, who's elderly and she lives two hours away she was watching it everybody was watching it brilliant well it's brilliant if you win (laughs) (laughs) if you don't
0: win (laughs) yeah the pressure
1: yeah and uh, the only I only sent it I only sent the link to my mum and to my sisters but because my mom just got so excited, and she put it on all of her family WhatsApp groups, and she literally just went crazy. And then afterwards, like an hour before the session, she's like, "Okay, so we've got this person joining, this, oh, person, no. this person. Just <laughs> like, no, mom, no. Um, but so, so we sat down and we're waiting, and obviously everybody from Hitachi was logged on as well. So we were talking and we're looking through the award ceremony. Lee and Jackie have done an outstanding job they are incredible people um so a massive well done to them so engaging it was fabulous it ran so smoothly as well um which is amazing and then at 759 my category comes up and i was like and i I never think i i'm the last person in the world that thinks i'll ever win anything ever just it's just my personality so um I just kept saying to my husband, oh, Don't worry about it. It's, it's, it, don't worry. Let's switch it off. Don't worry. Let's work. Bye, everybody on MS Teams. And then my face comes up. And so I did the biggest scream in the whole <laughs> entire world, right? I wasn't on mute. So everybody on the call could joy, could hear it. And the best part of the evening was I live in a semi detached house that's connected to. Um, uh, my neighbors and they're in their 80s and they're hard of hearing. So I'm sat in the kitchen diner, I scream so loudly, I get a phone call from them saying, Hello, is everything okay? <laughs> just heard you scream, and I'm just
0: like, They were about to ring the police. Yes.
1: they're hard of hearing i screamed that loudly that they could hear
0: it that clock fell off the wall
1: (laughs) (laughs) it was honestly that moment was was just the best moment of my whole entire career I, i just didn't expect it um I really, really didn 't expect it, Martin, and it just completely blew my mind and till now i'm I'm shaking because of that feeling that adrenaline yeah. that I felt oh, it was outside yeah, I am shaking <laughs> <laughs> um but it was just the most magical moment of my whole entire career I
0: can't. that's amazing that yeah. is amazing thank it you is. for thank you Thank you for sharing and um it's interesting because you, you said something right at the start uh, about wanting to go into social work and um, then you mentioned something just then around touching the lives of, of people. And again, I know you're not someone that likes to talk about what you've done, but I I love what you've done um, following the award, winning the award. Um, you haven't gone on an open top Bus parade around your town with a trophy. Um, you've got to work helping um, helping people. And um, can you just tell everyone what you've done to help um, refugees, and especially over over Christmas?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, so I, I think I, I really, really do have to link it to the CCMA and that whole experience, um, and you know, the, the newfound confidence to follow actually what what I, I think, oh no, we couldn't work. And and purely because, you know, my my leader, Catherine, you know, she believes in me, she believed in me with everything at work and empowers me. Then we've got the CCMA who have recognized me and said, you know, you you are you should have confidence and you can follow your dreams. I think those two things completely transformed my life last year because I've, I've, I've always been into charity, Martin. So two years ago, I went to Kenya in Nairobi and I stayed, I, I raised 6,000 pounds and I stayed with the Maasai tribe um, for two weeks um, and you know, uh, working at a school and helping educate them. And so I spent a lot of my time with that. And, and what I'm doing this year as well with the Maasai tribe and the schools there is I'm working with an organization we're piloting a new mentoring program, so I can mentor the head teachers within those schools to help them with the um, the uh, help them with the girls that are struggling to attend school after they hit puberty, because that's a huge issue in Kenya. They just stop educating them, and they and so that's a program that I'm doing on the side. But actually, after the the CCMA experience and you know the empowerment from from my leader and the confidence and. Um, I decided in December, I want to put all of this kind of energy and recognition to the right thing. So two weeks before Christmas, um, my sister and I just had a conversation. Um, I had a dream and my sister had a dream. We both had a dream. We both had a vision. My sister's a doctor here in Leeds and she works with refugees and asylum seekers. And so we decided that in two weeks, we are going to hold, <laughs> very ambitious, a Christmas Day event um, to, um, and raise money um, for 120 refugees that are based here in Leeds. They all live in one hotel um, and they um, are all classed as one bubble. So what we wanted to do is just give them the best... Kind of Christmas or the reality of it the majority don't celebrate Christmas so it wasn't it wasn't necessarily about that Martin it was basically just to show show them love and welcome them to this country they are escaping horrific circumstances you know stuff you and I you said that you've been to Istanbul so you would have seen and and spoken to some people who are running away from war crimes and and it is horrific and um, so with this newfound confidence, we just thought, why why not? Why not? This is something that I really want to do. So why what's stopping me? Um, so we set up a just giving page and we started the fundraising. and um, uh, we ended up the, the the day we got donations from Streetwise charity. Have you heard of them before? Yes, yeah. Yeah, the shoebox appeal, yeah. it's quite yeah. famous. they heard about what we were doing because they saw the just giving page and it was advertised from different places and they contacted me directly and said we want to get involved please can we give you 120 gifts um and come and pick it up and so I went and picked it up and I had all these gifts (laughs) in my house (laughs) and I I was like what if I get burgled What 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 have I done um there were so we get we we sorted out the shoebox appeals where they had hats, gloves, scarves, shoes um, toiletries. So we had that. Then we um, raised eight thousand five hundred pounds. So my sister and I and there was a massive generous donation from Hitachi of three thousand pounds. And so I thanked them for that. Um so yeah, again, we raised 8,500 pounds. So um, I bought them 15 pounds vouchers for Asda for them to do whatever they want, top-up nice. credit, whatever, whatever they wanted. Um, I also worked with Agras. I don't know if you've heard of Agra's. The are uh, so it's a beautiful restaurant, really, really well known in Leeds. It's it's absolutely incredible. Um and they sorted 240 meals. So we had chicken wow. biryani, vegetarian meals. So, uh, incredible so we did that and then a um a i contacted a few companies um to get some clothes donated as well or for me to purchase them um and i got a phone call um i think it was a week before the event saying hi um we've just seen your um albert you're doing an amazing thing we've got a shipment that's ready to come to you And it's got 10 huge boxes (laughs) of clothes. Literally huge, perfect American apparel, brand new clothes um, from from this company. Um, And they just shipped it to my home. So literally my house was just covered in all of these gifts, (laughs) all of (laughs) these 10 huge boxes worth of clothes. Um, So what we did is we went to the hotel set it all up so we set it covid safe obviously um everybody was temperature checked yeah. and everything um, and we worked with the hotel to do this so it, it was honestly it was absolutely incredible we also uh, decided that we wanted ping pong table we wanted darts we wanted chess we wanted card games because they're all classed as one bubble and it was legally yeah. approved yeah. by the government as well for this project to go ahead and um, they're allowed to they don't have anything like this in the hotel yeah. you know so um so they, we set it up like a factory setting that they would come and they would collect everything um in a, in a COVID secure way and then in the hallway we've set out all the darts they had darts they had ping pong football everything it was brilliant and as you walk past the hotel um even the staff in the hotel started crying because they were like we have never seen excitement, a buzz like this, energy. People are just so happy. And we, you know, they just can't, they've never experienced that as a hotel that's been doing this for years and years and years. And um, so everybody was just so, you know, they all got clothes. They all, everybody was catered for. Um, but it didn't stop there. So it didn't stop there. So then had um i then had um a a lot of vouchers left and i had a lot of um uh, food um, and clothes because i I bought loads and got loads um so after that i drove around leeds for six hours so i contacted a lot of hostels so homeless people charity hostels and organizations and so literally spent six hours driving around the Hall of Leeds and delivering shoebox appeal appeal parcels, as well as food, as well as as the vouchers and everything to people. So I was going to hostels, I went to uh, people's houses. So they gave me a list of names of people who are classes vulnerable um, and they're not able um, to leave their property and things like that. So and they're by themselves for Christmas. So literally just spend all of that. And then I had um, around 20 boxes of shoebox appeal boxes left. So so my husband and I just drove around Leeds in the middle of the night, by the way, just to let you know, um, (laughs) and just started walking around and give it like going to homeless people that were on the, um, they were were sat, you know, sleeping or they're in the streets and just handing them the gifts. And I'll never forget the the happiest man I have ever seen. Um, we gave him the gift, and he was like, "Oh, thank you so much, thank you!" And he literally the gloves. He opened the box, saw the gloves, and he was like, "Thank you so much!" Ripped them, put them on, and he was like, and then he looked at the voucher, and he was like, "What's this voucher for?" So I was like, "Oh, it's fifteen pounds for Asta. Please bear in mind it's Christmas." Yeah. And he was like. There's money in this. So I was like, "Yeah, yeah." So it's a voucher. It's got fifteen pounds. And he was like, "Oh, I can't thank you enough. I've just met a girl, and she's beautiful, and now I can buy her a gift with this." <laughs> <Cheers>. Thank <laughs> you so much. <laughs>
0: just you were like, just created love stories. I
1: but you know, something like that—you just don't see it. You don't yeah. see it, and yeah. those people, whether they're refugees or whether they're homeless or. Whatever it is, Martin, these people are human the same as us they yeah. want love they want yes yeah. they want happiness, they want to be warm they yeah you know, they don't it's just
0: it's heartwarming to hear this because for for so long and for so many re- bad reasons they 've been demonized yeah. um, and dehumanized, and to hear this is um inspirational it, honestly it 's uh, mm-hmm it's just wonderful to hear what you what you've done and how many probably lives not just of people but people who maybe felt awful up to that point and yeah. and look what you've done it's 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 amazing I'm I am feel so lucky just to hear that and oh. <laughs> um and be be in the same industry of you as you just makes me proud you're exactly what um I hope this industry represents because you're oh, you're awesome. an amazing human being. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're amazing too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Honestly, and if is there for people that are listening, if they still, you know, may, is there still a way of supporting you and the charity? And
1: yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So um, we raised, like I said, we raised eight and a half thousand pounds, but because all these companies have contacted us and wanting to work with us. We only used around two, two and a half, three thousand pounds. So we're starting a phase two, um, and that starts as soon as the COVID guidance uh, guidelines can can um, can lift. Mm-hmm. So I'm so excited about phase two, genuinely, and I can't wait to share it with you. Um, oh, you've seen it on LinkedIn as well. So I've created a little poster, but basically, um what we're doing is for a lot of vulnerable people and refugees and asylum seekers, you know, especially, um, we we know that mental health endorphins helps with mental health. So you know that exercise does help. Now, in order for us to support them and actually kind of acclimatize them to the UK and get them speaking to somebody else um, and getting out of the hotel and out of their bed, um, and showing them a different side of, of the world. Um, we're starting a, a sporting program. So in Adult uh, in Leeds, there's a sports club that we've contacted and we're working with. And um, so I've got everything set up. So I'm offering, and we have multiple places um, available. So we're, we're offering weekly, weekly, one-on-one coaching sessions. The sporting of their choice that the wow. the, the uh, sports club can do. So we're starting off with tennis because, as you can imagine, tennis you've got the yeah. COVID uh, guidelines you can stick to the. <laughs> um So we're starting off with that, but it's going to be an eight week program for them. So I love that. Um, Yeah, and and we since since actually going out and and sharing this, we've already got a hundred places already pre booked, um, and it's only been a week and. Um, if anybody would like to continue to support, you know, the, the charity that my sister and I are doing, if they do go on to Just Giving and if they just research Big Brunch events leads, and um, they'll find the Just Giving page and they can they can contribute towards that. It's all a, it goes into a registered charity and then we use the funds from the registered uh, charity.
0: Well, what I'll do is um, so that was Just Giving Big Brunch leads event. Yeah. yeah yeah so what I'll do is when we when we publish um the podcast and in the in the kind of literature that that goes with it I'll put I'll put the link in there thank um, you so much as, as well thank well you. honestly it's it's my pleasure let's um let's do this again because um it would be great to just kind of chat to you again um you're absolutely uh, a worthy winner and I just think a great a great part of your community what you do is amazing so um <laughs> Rula, thank you very much for coming on get out a wrap and um i wish you all the best thank for the you. for phase two
1: thank you thanks so much for having me on the show it's been amazing and you are amazing martin honestly <laughs> thank you so much for having me
0: thanks very much
1: thank you take care
0: do you know how many files your employees have uploaded downloaded emailed airdropped, slacked or shared via google drive today a lot of that data has left your organization, and you don't even know it. Visit Code42.com to learn how Insider prevents data exfiltration. I haven't really woken up oh, until I've
1: had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand.
0: Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it.